Hi guys, welcome to today's edition of Startup Couches. On the couch today we have Neil. Neil is the CEO of Data Culture. Welcome to the couch, Neil. Thank you so much, Lajana. It's it's uh, it's a pleasure to be on your show. All right. So on Startup Couches, what we do is we bring people who are building amazing products in um, our communities to the couch. They talk about the product. They talk about the journey that led them to building these products and the kind of impact the product is making on our communities. And so, jumping right into the questions, what is data culture and how does it all work? Good, sure. Um, so, very, very simply put, uh, data culture is trying to bring in, uh, you know, easier access to to credit, easier access to loans uh, to people who are unbanked or underbanked, uh, and uh, and, and we, we all know it's it's such a big problem, you know, in in, in emerging markets, pretty much everywhere, right? Uh, there are, you know. 1.7 billion people who are unbanked and another 2 billion plus people who are underbanked which means that you know these people uh, you know don't get access to to loans uh, from financial from formal financial institutions wherever you know whenever they need it right and and this need could be for working capital this could be for emergency purposes this could be for life events like marriages education etc and these people don't get access to to formal credit right and the big reason uh, around this is uh, one uh, the the high perceived risk uh, when it comes to this specific segment uh, you know and, and and this kind of makes it very difficult for for banks and and other financial institutions to lend to these people right it's it's yeah. not it's not as if uh, you know uh, banks, NBFIs, MFIs don't see an opportunity there, right? There is a definite opportunity that they, these people see. Uh, a lot of reports say that you know for for, for banks in in almost in, in around sixty uh, odd emerging countries, the opportunity is over two hundred billion dollars annually, right? Uh, but you know there are inherent challenges, yeah? and and these challenges range from you know the high perceived risk as i was mentioning to you know the overall process of collections being very difficult and, and very very expensive uh, when it comes to catering to micro credit to a segment which is difficult to reach out to difficult to communicate with and uh, hence uh, you know uh, banks nbfis they, they they need some kind of you know uh, technology intervention, disruption in in processes, digitization in processes, uh, to kind of you know make this uh, entire opportunity feasible, right? And then that's where data culture comes in. Uh, we we have a very uh, again a, a unique way to approach this problem. Uh, the big insight here is that for a, a person in mid income low income bottom of the pyramid segment uh, the the phone that they own or they wish to own is a big asset right it's a critical asset because you know they are able to access services they're able to access jobs they're able to access or, or grow their own 
businesses by using that device right we we've kind of seen so many instances so many uh, you know stories where people have benefited using their smartphones and and increased their uh, earning increase their business uh, you know grow their business and you know get social mobility so so that's what we as as uh, at data culture are also trying to kind of you know uh, use as as a basis to allow these people to access loans now okay now now what we do or how we do that is that you know uh, as as i was mentioning two of the big challenges is high risk and you know and and collections right so we uh, allow the banks or we rather allow the borrower to present their phones as say a virtual collateral right now these people don't have any other security no collateral no assets as such right now uh, the idea is that you know if we help them buy or own a new smartphone or if they already have a smartphone can they present it uh, as as some kind of security which banks may accept right uh, okay. so that uh, that as a technology uh, is what we are providing to financial institutions the idea is simple uh, while the the cost or the price of that device may be very small right but the insight as i was mentioning is that the value of that device for this uh, segment of people is immense it's huge right and therefore they ensure that uh, nothing happens to the device the device is always functional and you know they continue to use it right and and that's the the big insight and uh, as i'm saying uh, or as i called it virtual collateralization the idea is not to take away the phone the idea is to uh, allow these people to one own uh, or afford a phone so so that's uh, that's one big use case that we're trying to solve where a lot of people who see a great utility in owning a smartphone but they're unable to do that because it's unaffordable uh, so so we allow or we enable banks to give out uh, loans to people so that they can afford a smartphone and second is where uh, now that i have a smartphone and i need you know say Hundred dollars of uh, of of you know credit because you know I I could use that to uh, as working capital or or to grow my business uh, you know I I get that from the same bank and even those loans are secured on the data culture platform so that's what data culture is is trying to do. What is data culture and in your own simple terms, um, how does it work? right so for for uh, for banks uh, who are our main uh, clients uh, we are trying to make the unbanked or the underbanked a feasible or a viable opportunity for for these financial institutions data culture is a technology provider we are a risk uh, mitigation platform and a collections management platform okay uh, thanks uh, the idea is that uh, uh we uh, by providing these uh, this technology uh, are able to bring down costs for uh, financial institutions who want to cater to this segment okay. and we also make it less risky and uh, less expensive to cater to this segment okay okay that makes sense that makes perfect sense and so um i'm very curious how did you start this company what was the founding story like right no and and we kind of stumbled upon it uh, you know this is uh, this is our second startup so when i say our uh, you know sojoy um, uh, who's my co-founder and partner uh, okay. 
we we were uh, you know uh, in our first startup uh, working on on providing advertising technology uh, solutions to to smartphone manufacturers right and uh, and and we were working you know uh, very closely with a number of uh, smartphone manufacturers uh, in in india and in the south asia region right okay but i'm talking about 2017 18 and uh, most of these brands that we had you know we were working with the with with the top uh, manufacturers uh, in 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 india for example and most of these brands uh, were focusing or started to focus on the entry level segment okay. which is which is say you know sub uh, sub hundred dollar or sub seventy five dollar you know devices, and uh, all of us thought that it was a great strategy because you know it was a huge opportunity. We could you know in in India alone we could see around five hundred fifty to six hundred million people who wanted to buy a, a phone but were not able to afford it, right? Yeah. And we thought uh, it's it's a great uh, you know uh, plan to focus and and come out with specific devices for this segment. Uh, but what we saw. uh you know uh, early 2018 to mid 2018 was that this market did not grow at all right and uh, most of the 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 top brands that you know we were working with or in general who were you know selling in the market uh were unable to sell and they had to kind of you know shut shop because they had put in a lot of uh, you know resources uh, in into this strategy and this made us think because you know all of us thought you know huge market uh, people need to buy smartphones then why are they not able to do that yeah and uh, what we learned was that even uh, you know an entry level 50 dollar phone leave 50 dollar you know even 35 dollar phone was unaffordable for a majority of these people who wanted to buy a phone oh wow yeah and and you know there there's uh, and, and there, there there's some interesting research done by third parties one of the research uh, done by gsma uh, you know kind of gives a thumb rule where it says that uh, if the price of the device is more than 2% of my annual income or annual earning uh it is unaffordable it's it's too expensive for a person uh to buy that phone or to own that phone right yeah. and uh you know we we essentially are therefore talking about people who are you know earning less than $5 a day for majority of these people a $35 phone is out of their bounds okay so uh so and and this came in as a as a big surprise because you know for for a lot of times for a lot of people we think you know what is $35 right uh and uh, so so you know so one this this came in as a as a root shock to us and then we said uh, okay then you know if if these guys uh, you know need to get financing to to buy this phone then why are banks not giving you know such small loans and uh, as i was uh, men you know the 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 banks or you know other financial institutions see an opportunity but they are unable to cater to this opportunity uh, because of you know those inherent challenges of high risk and you know high cost uh, of collections and and you know uh, uh, solution uh, solutioning or catering to this this segment yeah so uh, you know so so there you know there kind of you know began our journey uh, on on data culture we said can there be a technology answer to to these challenges uh, when it comes to you know this segment 
and and that's how we started working on data culture both sujoy and i uh, you know have a telecom uh, and and smartphone you know uh, background so we we worked with telecom operators we also worked with smartphone manufacturers uh, and therefore we had seen so many you know um, case studies and so many stories where you know um, the 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 smartphone or that smart device uh, you know has become a, a crucial you know uh, uh, device of and and changing people's lives right so we said can that device be a, a security or a collateral against which people can get money that's how you know the, the entire data culture journey began uh, you know and i'm talking about uh, you know mid 2018 to late 2018 oh, wow does does actually really amazing and so um my next question would be um how would you describe growth so far well how would you say that data culture as a company has grown from when you started so uh we we, we started off uh, uh as i as i said you know uh, uh, an interesting journey uh, you know from from uh, you know from a, from a different proposition to you know looking at uh, how we make uh, smartphones affordable to people yeah. uh and 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 we got an opportunity to kind of you know showcase this uh, uh, again a very small opportunity i may say but uh, you know uh, which which all helped uh, us you know make a, a a proposition a product which now is being of the largest uh, you know lending companies uh, in india and elsewhere so there was a, there was this opportunity where you know uh, a ride hailing company uh, was starting its operations in bangladesh okay and when they were recruiting drivers uh, they fa- found out that you know these drivers didn't have a smartphone and and smartphone was a, a critical component because you know they had to work using that app so uh, they said okay what can we do because these people don't have a smartphone and they don't really wish to buy a smartphone can yeah. we provide right so the the company thought you know can they you know provide the devices uh, uh, to these drivers so so while they could they needed you know uh, like uh, any bank they needed to kind of you know mitigate their risk so that you know people don't run away with their phones um so so they kind of you know uh, they they used data culture uh, as 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 that you know uh, uh, platform which could you know uh, allow them to finance the device and and still have some kind of you know uh, you know access to the drivers uh, if they you know somehow you know sometimes disappear so th- that's how we began you know it was uh, you know uh, the you know the opportunity was 5000 drivers at that time uh, we we okay. provided our platform to to the company and uh, you know that was a great learning for us so we we figured out you know a lot about you know how the how the you know the customer behaves the end customer behaves uh, you know what were the the you know the challenges with our product as such because it was you know v1 and and probably done very uh, very quickly to deliver on on their timelines and uh, we kind of learned a lot about you know what the product needed you know what technology we need to kind of use to kind of uh, have a scalable product a world class product and and you know uh, that the, so that uh, pilot was in uh, april uh, 2019 went back to the drawing board uh, we had uh, you know we needed to make a lot of changes to the product because you know that's what the market uh, you know needed uh, yeah. and we then relaunched in september of 2019 
so you know we did a pilot on around 50000 loans uh, this was done with the largest um, consumer financing nbfc in in india oh wow the the bank could an improvement in their uh non performing assets in, in you know improvement in in payments and they said okay you know what let's uh, let's go ahead and let, let's go you know let's launch it uh, you know full fledged uh and and you know the the plan was to launch in feb march of 2020 and uh, that's when you know the pandemic kind of hit uh, all of us um uh, the while while the pandemic was you know is is still a huge crisis uh yeah. what it did for the financial sector was that it brought in a lot of focus towards collections right uh, how to improve yeah. collections uh, uh, is there a way to kind of digitize you know those processes because uh, you know uh, there was huge uh, you know stress on on collections and so so that was the positive out of that uh, out of this crisis uh, and and so a lot of banks a lot of financial institutions uh, have now started of uh, their business because you know if you if you talk about fintech uh, you know the the glamorous part of fintech or the glamour is in payments is in lending but you know there's not much action in collections yeah uh, and and that's where you know uh, we started to kind of get some traction okay as we speak uh, we're live in india we are live in uh, malaysia uh, bangladesh we have pilots on going in in ivory coast in egypt in brazil uh, and and you know there's there's a lot of good conversation happening with financial institutions in southeast asia oh wow does does so super amazing um um on this josh i'd like to say thank you so much new for coming on the couch today um you already know for everyone listening you already know that Every single week we bring you people like Neil on the couch so make sure to subscribe make sure to share this episode with your friends and until next time see ya